Lord, let your word be upon my mind and upon my lips and upon my heart. Please be seated. So what on earth is happening in the lessons today? We are minding our own business. We're in the season after Pentecost. We're in that green growing season. We're hearing lessons. And then today it is like we fall off a cliff and suddenly it is dark and it is gloomy and it is the end of the world. And it's like, whoa, what happened? And sometimes, uh, I know some of you know about this, um, but there's others who are new to the Episcopal Church, and I want to say a word about our lessons and why they are the way they are sometimes. So you don't just think suddenly you hear a lesson, well, today must be the day, this week, Jesus is coming again, and it's going to just wipe out the earth. Maybe, I don't know, but that's kind of not how our system works. So let me, let me share a little bit with you. We have a liturgical calendar in the Episcopal Church, the Catholic Church, Lutheran, some Methodists. We have this great, big, wonderful circular calendar, and it's colorful. And every year we journey around this calendar until we come back to the new year, which is Advent. So Advent is about to begin in two weeks, the Sunday, always the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And then we walk through the church year. You know it. We got Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Pentecost, that big long season after Pentecost. And then we find ourselves at Advent again. And that's how we do our faith collectively. Yes, we have a personal faith. We have a relationship with Christ. But as a whole church, we are walking a journey of faith around that calendar. And it's important to know that because also our lessons and the wisdom of the church, they have lined up lessons for those seasons. So now here's what's happening. Two weeks before Advent, we need to get ready. That is our Happy New Year, the last Sunday after November. Happy New Year for the church. The Sunday right before that, is Christ the King Sunday. And we know about Jesus showing us the way to the Father. Often we almost see Jesus as a friend, kind of a neighbor who comes alongside of us. That's great. But we sometimes forget that it's Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, the one who reigns in heaven in glory forever. And so you hold this intimacy, this earthbound Jesus with this heavenly Christ who makes all things new. And so Next Sunday, it's Christ the King Sunday, where we acknowledge Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So this Sunday, taking a step back, what you have to do is the earthly structures, the earthly forms, the earthly rulers all fade away so that next Sunday when we come, we see that it's Christ the King. And as it turns out in year C, it's Christ the King on the cross. What did they put? That placard above him, King of the Jews. And so it's a paradoxical king. It's a king like we don't understand. But before we can get to Christ the king, we need to empty ourselves of the worldly structures, rulers, forms that are not necessarily doing us any favors. So, so with today's lessons, with both Malachi and Luke, that's what they're talking about. They're clearing the deck. Now, they're quite different, um, and I want to just distinguish something, because sometimes we hear apocalyptic readings. It feels like the end of the world. They're not all the end of the world. It may be end of an era, end of a season. Let me explain. So in Malachi, all we hear is this idea that the fire is going to run through the rubble, burn all things off, and hope is going to rise from the rubble. Okay, well, we understand that conceptually, but here's what's actually happening. In his time, the temple priests are corrupt. They are stealing from the treasury. They are not performing proper sacrifices. They are taking the widow's houses. It is basically the religious system run amok. 
And Malachi's crying out against this corrupt priesthood, this temple practice that is not fulfilling the word of God. And so it culminates in chapter four with saying, you are all going to be burned up. So it's not the end of the world per se, but it's the end of that world. It's the end of that time of wickedness. And I suggest to you that sometimes in our world, there are times where things need to come to an end and something new needs to be born. That's Malachi. In Luke, um, it's toward the end of the book and what uh, Jesus is doing, he's teaching in the temple. And this is important because whereas he started in the synagogue in Galilee and everybody loved him and was amazed, now he's towards the end of his ministry. He's in the temple, just like Malachi, remember the corrupt temple. He's in the temple and he is not sparing words against the chief priests and the scribes. He is basically saying, woe to you, woe to you. I mean, that does not get you any friends. And he, he is teaching in this way and the leaders are looking for a way to kill him. So as you hear today's lesson from Luke, understand this is a very dangerous time. And literally right after this time is when he's going to go into the Garden of Gethsemane, into the Last Supper, into his passion. And so you need to know where we are in Luke to understand what's happening. So at the beginning of Luke, people are saying, look at this fabulous temple. Look at these stones. And you have to understand in the Jewish temple, there was gold inlaid all the way around. They said that anywhere you stood in Jerusalem uh, during the daytime, you could see the sun glowing off the temple. And so it was an overwhelming sense of brightness. And so people are like, this temple will stand forever. And Jesus makes it clear it will be destroyed Not one stone will be left on top of another. And sure enough, we know some 60, 70 years later, the Romans came and destroyed the temple. And Jesus was talking about other signs that will accompany that. Um, He describes things like wars, insurrections, earthquakes, famines, plagues, and signs from heaven. Kind of sounds like our time as well. So it lets you know that the world is often in birth pangs. Sometimes things are being born and sometimes things are being cast down, that there's a cycle um, and we often find ourselves in the earth's cycle. In Jesus's uh, comments in Luke, he goes on to say the disciples, his followers, will be arrested, persecuted, judged, and maybe even put to death. Now, you may or may not know that the person who wrote Luke is the same person who wrote Acts of the Apostles. This is towards the end of Luke, so literally is like a trailer for the next movie, for part two. So Luke is putting in here, you know, the idea of arrest, persecution, judgment, sometimes put to death. That is the topic of Acts of the Apostles. So he's cued it up so that when you get into Acts, you're like, oh yeah, I remember Jesus said that. It's a wonderful connection. So in this time of the temple falling and and all these scary, terrible things happening, There's a promise at the end. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. And that's the part that I want you to take away is no matter how bad things get, no matter how frightening, we're coming through election season. Everything is over the top, right? Humanity is at stake if you believe everybody who's on the TV and on the radio. There are things that matter, but you can get that sense of uh, terror. And remember what Jesus says, by your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Bible makes it very clear if you keep doing the things that you have been taught to do by Paul, by Christ, stay steady, say your prayers, read your scripture, join together in worship, help the poor. It's actually not super dramatic, but it's very grounding. And no matter what's happening around you, you know that you are in Christ and you will be raised to new life. In a sense, it sets you free. 
Some of you know that I lived in Idaho before coming here. Um, I was in Sun Valley, and wildfires were a real thing. Those of you who are in Washington or California or some of those places in the West, uh, wildfires are no joke. And I hated the wildfires on the one hand um, because it would seriously mess up my plans. There would be smoke. Um, you had, you know, soccer tournaments you wanted to go to and the kids couldn't breathe. And sometimes it was dangerous and sometimes you had to evacuate. And so you always had like one eye on the fires to figure out, are they going to cause harm or not? But I think you also know the story of what happens in the fires. Everything gets scorched. It is black. And these tree stubs that are dead, they stand up against the blue sky. And as you're driving through this supposedly picturesque area, all you see is the remains of the burnt out hulks of trees. But what happens? The next year, wildflowers. A few years after that, trees, little sprigs. And then decades later, the earth heals itself. The earth will repair itself if given a chance. And so at our time is, well, wait, you know, it's six months later. It still looks bad. You have to expand, expand into God's time. And suddenly you see that that which was destroyed, that which was burnt down is made new. So just like we have a church calendar and experience the seasons of the church here, I suggest that our world goes through a cycle of development and destruction. Do not be afraid. Do not be alarmed. This is the way things are made. I led a funeral yesterday and we heard these voices from uh, these verses from Ecclesiastes. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. And it continues that back and forth, that rhythm of life. And so when we hear lessons like today's from Malachi and Luke, yes, they're speaking of an end of an era, an end of wickedness, maybe ultimately the end of time, but we need not be anxious and fearful. Just as the church calendar turns in a circle, bringing us back to where we began, so the world ebbs and flows. What was once raised up is brought low. What was once rejected is now admired. For everything, there's a season and I believe that this season, this ongoing, not a circle as my wife likes to say, but it's more like a slinky, it, we, it goes in deeper and deeper into the heart of God. And that's what the church calendar and our faith can do. It doesn't just put us in a circle, it leads us deeper and deeper into God's intention for our lives. Malachi and Luke assure us that as children of God, we have nothing to fear Malachi says that after the cleansing fire, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. There's hope in the rubble. And in times of danger and persecution, Luke urges the faithful to continue in Christ's love. Trust that God will provide, whether it be the right words at a trial or confidence even in the face of death. Stay steady. Stay grounded. Whatever terrible event shakes the world next, and there will be one, it pales in comparison to the glory of God that is being revealed. The wicked will be destroyed and the righteous will live forever. But the funny thing about that is we all have a little bit of wickedness and we all have a little bit of righteousness. And so why not begin now letting God work on you? Let God's fire burn off what is not helpful so that that which is true and righteous and holy can grow. It need not be a big traumatic event. Today, say to God, burn off in me 
that which is not of you so that my soul might endure. And as we do this, when we come next week, we will indeed be prepared for Christ the King. Amen.